Welcome to Voices of the Valley, a new radio show where we will be interviewing growers, entrepreneurs, educators, and technologists who are inventing new solutions for today's and tomorrow's challenges on the farm. I'm your host, Dennis Donahue, the lead of the Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology. In each episode, we will be exploring what's challenging and new in agricultural innovation. Today I'm joined by David Moore, the, one of the founders of Magro out of, uh, out of Ireland. So uh, welcome, welcome to Salinas. Always good, good to have morning. you in, in the house. Make, make sure you play up the accent as we talk okay. along, as we visit <laughs> this morning. And then, uh, and then also uh, joining us is uh, uh, a young man who's uh, working with Magro, Cesar Martin, who, uh, who's now living, living in L.A., a Cal Poly Pomona graduate, uh, but uh, grew up in the area and his, uh, his family farmed. Uh, with uh, uh, they were strawberry growers with Ryder, and right. uh, uh, so, and and what I think is interesting about that is, you know, there's a there's a lot of talk about ag tech, and uh, and there's and there's really a very earnest discussion underway about, you know, the future of the farm uh, is going to be require new types of workers, new types of skills, and you know how do you how do you bring together. Uh, both backgrounds, ag, ag and tech, and make that work. So we'll look forward to visiting and getting your your thoughts on on that. But David, let's first of all start. Tell us a little bit about uh, Magro, uh, what the nature of the product offering is, and why you think that's important for uh, for the farming community. Yeah. Okay. So Magro was originally founded by a man called Ted Lenhart, a U.S. farmer from Michigan, um, about twenty years ago, and uh, I met Ted five years ago in Florida, and we launched a product. It's a reduces drift by 75%, and it increases coverage by 20%. And we fit a system of permanent magnets onto the sprayer, and we ch it changes the droplets of the sprayer to give the benefits I just mentioned. So that sounds like that's uh, important in terms of uh, growers are thinking, uh, everybody's thinking about their cost of inputs these days, so it sounds like that's uh, that's a benefit, and then and then I know one of the things I've always been intrigued, and I gather you've gotten awfully good feedback. Um, besides the marketplace, is it seems to me there's a really positive uh, social impact of uh, your product offering because, as you know, uh, a lot of times uh, you know farming and urban boundaries uh, you know run right up against each other. A lot of times those are schools, and so it's it seems to me there's uh, besides a cost benefit. Uh, there's a real, uh, uh, you know, that the community yes, would have a lot of interest in this type of product. So if you if you went back many years, spray drift wasn't really a you know a hot topic in, in the market. Um, obviously now it's becoming much more uh, prevalent. Uh, the DPR, California Department of Pest Regulation, has brought more stringent uh, rules around when they can spray, uh, what they can spray, what, when they have to inform, they have to inform the school of what they're actually spraying and give them. Uh, safety data sheets, which is a lot more cumbersome on the growers than it used to be in, in years gone past. So, I mean, yes, if you only have to walk out of a supermarket and you see strawberry fields and you see, you know, lettuce fields. So, um, and people are having to coexist with, you know, sort of ag and and the community have to coexist together. We need pesticides. It's obviously clear we need pesticides, but we need to spray uh, <coughs> spray them in a sustainable manner. Um, and Magro allows them to do that by reducing spray drift by 70%. We keep it in the field, and so you don't get the consequences of that spray drift can bring. Well, and Caesar, you, you, as somebody who grew up in the farm, your family, family farms. Uh, what about Magro? Uh, did did you find find it appealing? 
a lot of things actually. Well, I, I think my passion is uh, basically being able to help farmers become better farmers. I think I think it's really rewarding to see be, you know a farmer save money. Being that you know there's a lot of different you know variables out there that that they have to spend money on a lot of different like cost-effective uh, methods to, to to actually work their operations. Magro basically offers a better way to spray. And at the same time, help them save money, help them save pesticides, help them reduce the, the water usage. So being able to go on the farm and showing the farmer, you know, how, how they can become a better farmer, basically, you know, that's my passion. That's being able to just become or help them become a better farmer. Because I, I know basically I've been farming my whole life and I know what it takes to actually get, a, you know, the job done. Being able to, you know, be on the farm all day and spray, you know, after, after you know, you know, uh, certain hours, once you go, the pickers are finished. You can go. You have to go in there and spray. And, you know, for, you have to get ready for the new harvest. So it's it's hard work. It's hard work, and being able to introduce this new technology to farmers that maybe don't have a, an outlet or a uh, a a way of getting introduced to new technologies is is a uh, is to me you know a, a big satisfaction because farmers are really used to the same operations or kind of just doing the same thing for. 20 plus years and those same farmers are still out there doing the same things right now so if, you know for me going in there and introducing a new technology that's going to help them become a better farmer and they've got to feel more comfortable with somebody like you and your background coming in and explaining yeah so i think that's, these are the benefits you see I that, think. that i think that's the benefits being able to just kind of relate to them and, and, and be on on the ground level and knowing what they have to go through to actually you know save a dollar or two and being able to just kind of introduce them to this new technology. So besides the cost savings, which is always appealing, but uh, uh, you know, as we were talking in, in the beginning, this idea of new skills and uh, in terms of when you're talking to growers and wanting them to consider this, is th is this innovation that saves money, or is it, even though there's clearly, and I'll let David talk a little bit about this, the technology, but is is this a matter of uh, just trying something new, or is it Challenging from a technical standpoint to what's the so adoption? So that's what are the, the adoption issues. So that's the beauty about of our technology. It's basically you know it's it's an adaptation to their to their to their uh, existing system, so that it's 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 a uh, it's more simpler for them to kind of just adapt to to this. It's not it's, it's not a it's not like a complete different um, uh, unit or or. Uh, Basically, a system where they can basically just plug and play, and all they have to do is reroute the, the plumbing through the do the tractor. So, and so it's not overly difficult for exactly. them to so learn or, or, or apply. Mm -hmm. So, well, David, I, I would assume that because just listening to the, the the product description, obviously there's some technology that goes into making all this happens, but the adaption yes, seems the, pretty simple. The technology itself is is very simple in terms. Of it's simple plumbing. It's we have permanent magnets that are inside manifolds. And that the liquid flows through, so it's just diverting the liquid from the pump into the manifolds, and then there's a rod that gets placed inside their normal spray line, so the sprayer looks identical to the sprayer they're currently using. Um, but that's also a challenge because you're you're trying to change their spraying practices, and growers, as Caesar said, don't want to don't necessarily want to change. So we're having to sort of educate them on you know we think we have a better way to spray, so we're going to have to educate them. Right. So. The biggest challenge is actually education and not the actual installation. Though, though I would think, given the nature of uh, you know kind of the world we live in and uh, increasing regula regulatory pressure and public public scrutiny, I'm I'm guessing when people 
hear about your product and what you're what you're offering, they're you know they're at least going to give you a pretty fair hearing. Yes. So we like, people are very receptive. Um, myself and Cesar were just talking today. You know, whenever we talk to people, they always want to listen to us. They were interested in the in the product. The biggest challenge is really adoption at the farm level. I think actually, you know, at the operator level, it's you know training those guys how to use the product, which again is fairly straightforward. But you, they're used to, for example, in spraying strawberries, they're used to seeing the plants soaking wet, and they think that you know when they spray, they want to see it dripping down the the leaves, and that's the way they they normally spray. Um, we want to show them that they can actually save money, and they don't have to have the plant soaking wet. And they, just out of curiosity, with with that thought in mind, and. Both of you had mentioned saving money. Is there, a, uh, and, and I know it's going to vary by crop, but is there a ballpark figure like 10% plus, depending upon the nature of the crop, where you can help on cost input savings? Yes. So typically, um, macro you know, studies that we've done in, in mainly in Europe, but we have repeated them here in, in California. You're looking at 20% um, savings, you know, as a as a standard. Um, if we can then use a better nozzle, so just using the same nozzle, same pressure, everything being identical, we get 15 to 20 percent, say, you know, better, better coverage. Um, because we can control drift, which means we can allow them to use a, a better nozzle for the actual job at hand. Because spraying is always a compromise between drift and coverage, and you're trying to you know, balance the two. Talk a little bit about this issue of drift. Uh, you know, as 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 a layperson, I understand exactly. What you're saying, but but it, you know, know, knowing how windy it gets in uh, you know the Salinas Valley and Caesar, you know, you and you you've you've farmed in the area, and the winds yeah. the winds come up. Yes. Uh, so so in a, in, a, in a perfect scenario, um, you know, you would want to when you want to spray, it's like spraying suntan lotion. Right. If it's windy, it doesn't hit its its target. It blows right, in the wind. Right. And spraying pesticides are are the exact. So same. you're looking for timing in terms of application. So and you want. You want to deliver the, the basically spraying is a delivery mechanism for you to get your pesticide to your plant. That's right. all. That's in an ideal scenario, we would we would use right. brushes right. and we we'd put it onto the plant. Right, right. So it's delivering the the most in the most effective right. way, which is spraying to the plant. Unfortunately, you have wind, and the wind will blow the pesticide off target. So instead of it going down via gravity or via the spray, it's been blown away from its intended target, which is the crop. So growers to combat that will use larger droplets. They make the droplet heavier, so it's like more like rain. Right. Or they will use higher pressure to force it down to the to the plant. Um, the problem with that is then it, when it hits, when it gets there, it like it basically tends to run off the off the plant, so it doesn't stay there. So you're using the pressure to stop it from drifting, but then when it gets to the target, it's going so fast, or the droplet is so big, it ru it runs off the plant surface. So as I mentioned earlier, it's a compromise between you know, drift and coverage. Because Magro controls the spray drift, so we we're stopping it from drifting in the first place. So I mentioned we've you know, studies by Wageningen University in the Netherlands, um, where we're officially approved as a drift reduction technology. And the Dutch are the most stringent country in the world because of all the canals and the dikes for spray drift. Um, and we're now officially recognized you can now allow the grower to use a better nozzle, use this, a smaller droplet, and get better coverage on the plants. We're, we're removing the compromise that the growers, the decision they have in, in spring. Um, so, you know, that means the grower is able to deliver the pesticide cost effectively and, and either spray the same amount of liquid and get better coverage, or in, in strawberries, we're saying 35, 40% less um, chemical and water required to give the same coverage as conventional. 
Good. Well, and and one last one last thing before we uh, uh, before we we close up here. You know, it's uh, it's terrific to meet you, Caesar, and and I know uh, you have another young man who's uh, a graduate of Alvarez High and Salinas that that's working for you. One, I think everybody's uh, excited about uh, companies like yourselves coming in from uh, other locales, other other countries, and hiring locally, but uh, both you and Edgar Ramirez really represent uh, kind of that new worker of the future, you know, where you're, 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 you've got an ag background, but you're incorporating technology, and so it, it really, uh, one of the things that kind of excites me when I, as I see you growing and expand, uh, it, it really illustrates that point of the farm is going to be different, the skill sets are going to um, ex expand and change, yet that uh, the importance of that working knowledge of the farm doesn't seem like that goes away, and I think that's I think everyone's excited about that. And one of the key things is obviously um, you know having local partners. So we're working with the guys at Pacific Ag Rentals, um, and I think that's a key thing from from the macro perspective because you know growers don't know. Ireland, you know, what do they grow in Ireland? They, right. just, they just know Guinness and they know, you know, cattle basically. Potatoes. And, and potatoes, potatoes yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, and then obviously with my Irish accent, sometimes it can be difficult for people to, uh, to understand me sometimes. Um, so having a partner like Pacific Ag Research who, you know, know the farmer and can give that service to the farmer, I think is, is really key. Yeah, so I for companies coming into, into Salinas, I think it's really important that they find a partner because you you can't do it on a, a company like Magro, even though we're like we're in five different countries, we've got a staff of thirty people. You cannot do it on your own. The growers want to know that if they hit the, the spray line against the tree, and you know who's going to come and, and fix it, they're not going to. Call as much as we'd like to all uh, show up on your doorstep in <laughs> Ireland and say, "Hey, fix it if something goes wrong." We can't do that. So, so yeah, it's so good to know you've really got boots on the ground. It's really, yeah. really important. To, you know, Magro has boots on the ground, but we also have a partner who. Know, has that reach, and I think for for any company coming to the Salinas Valley, I think it's you know ag tech companies from around the world. I think it's really important to find local partners who understand the farmer and uh, and the farmer has trust uh, with those companies that they that they can work with those companies. So. Terrific! That's a great message to close on. Thank you both uh, for your time, and uh, we're uh, we're cheering for you. One, we've got a great product and. Uh, and a, and a great approach to the marketplace. So we want you to do well, and we're delighted you're members of the Innovation Center as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening today. Voices of the Valley is brought to you by Western Grower Center for Innovation and Technology, and this episode has been sponsored by Hartnell Community College. Tune in for a new episode.